BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Total Car Score Podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here we are back on the computer. I haven't seen Carl or Lauren in uh, weeks. So how are you, Lauren? Good. I just survived a hurricane. Where are you? I, well, I'm now in Virginia. We're racing at BIR. <laughs> but I did survive my first hurricane. It was quite exciting. Yeah, that was, well, I mean, really, really, I mean, we're laughing, but it was very, very serious in some areas here in Florida, mm-hmm. so I'm glad that you did okay. Yeah, surprisingly, and we did Carl, okay. Uh, yeah, are you still alive in, in California? <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically, sure, sure, technically, but uh, yeah, I just, you know, have been trying to keep up, very bu- busy schedule, I think wore me down a little bit, uh, but uh, rebuilding now and, and recovering slowly. Excellent. And you just uh, went to drive the Corvette, right? One of the few people, because uh, apparently that car still has production problems. Yeah, I did. I was able to drive it um, in Pittsburgh, which a lot of people were like, Pittsburgh, you know, but they had a facility there that they liked. Pit Uh, Race, excellent facility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good facility, fun track, elevation changes, cool, cool corners. Um, And it was really cool. And, uh, but, there was rain so it was oh. raining on us trying to rain most of the time it didn't it didn't impact us completely but it definitely restricted our uh our lap time we had laps and then it would start raining and then we'd stop then it would sort of dry it wouldn't let you again, run in the rain they did we'd ran a little bit but remember especially the z07 version the highest performance version has michelin pilot sport cup twos and you yeah, really shouldn't like be slicks. running those yeah, yeah probably not good yeah in the rain. that's not smart for rain so uh but but i i experienced it you know and then i actually did a great story for uh, edmunds i did a deep dive for uh, edmunds.com on just the engine because to me oh, that's wow. what that car's all about it's yeah. the engine so right. it's very cool and it's naturally aspirated naturally aspirated most powerful naturally aspirated yep Lauren, you were in the racetrack this weekend, right? Yeah, well, my husband's racing in the Trans Am Series uh, with Chris Dyson Racing. He'll be uh, one of the three drivers with Matty Brabham and Chris Dyson, who just uh, sealed the championship for Trans Am for the second year in a row. Uh, But I've been test driving cars and kind of working around. I'll tell you what, driving through a hurricane was certainly a lesson learned. Uh, Listen to all those warnings you get on your watch, your phone, your tablet. They were coming in fast and furious. but, you know, I'm glad I didn't have a journalist car because I think the meat, the manufacturers get really upset when, the, when uh, they, they hear that. 
But I just got back from a really interesting event uh, the week prior, uh, an event called Heels and Wheels. It's for women in the auto industry. And you kind of go, uh, I, I'm always, anyone who knows me knows that I don't think it makes a difference. Car doesn't know who's behind the wheel. But exactly. if you give me a chance to drive some new cars, the Alfa Romeo uh, Giulia Estrema was great. We got to drive the Tonali, uh, only on the property, though, which is their other new small Alfa. And I got to drive the Cadillac Escalade V-Series because I was unable to attend the event. So it, it wow. gave me uh, quite a few vehicles to drive and a lot of uh, new up-and-coming riders and influencers yeah. were there. So it was, a, it was a good event. That's great. Well, and while you were there, I think I was in Encinitas with Kia, uh, where they have the new generation of the Nero, the electric, one of the most uh, affordable cars there. And we talk about then with uh, Russell Wagner, who is the VP of uh, marketing and was named by Ad Magazine as a genius marketer. So here's my interview with him. I'm here with Kia and I'm with Russell Wagner, who is the global not global, I'm sorry, U.S., right? Vice well, President maybe global. for the U.S., for yeah, Key America. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I wanted to ask you something. Are they going to change your um, title based on the recent award that you won? Are you a genius marketing director? <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that, but uh, you know what? It's, the award is a, is a great thing. It's a testament to the entire Kia marketing team as well as all our partners, um, as, as well as you and your listeners. You, you guys are liking what we're doing. Um, the stories are resonating. Um, so I'm really proud and honored to have received that uh, on behalf of everybody. Yeah, this is the award by Adweek, right? Uh, because of all the campaigns that you have done, especially, I think, uh, the, one, the, the latest ones for the environment that have been really important for Kia. Yeah, so they, they liked it for both our, our Super Bowl spot for EV6 with RoboDog. They liked it for our Sportage um, hybrid spot uh, and X-Pro uh, that was about the giving back with Beachcomber and helping the sea turtles. Uh, as well as the one warm coat for donations. So those type of things, plus the way we've been launching vehicles, whether it's been in Times Square uh, or at Monterey in Car Week. Um, so they've liked the overall package of what we've been doing. Yeah, and that comes along with the product itself because now you can tell anything about the product in a good marketing campaign, but if the product is not what it's supposed to be or reflects what it's on the ads, it's a different story, right? Yeah, the, the product's been outstanding, and, and as a marketer, it's a dream to have great product to be able to tell some stories that are engaging um, as opposed to having to defend something that might be a deficiency. Our products really don't have any yeah. deficiencies. So speaking about the good stories, uh, tell me about um, the Monterey Car Week because it was kind of interesting that Kia was at the Quail. The Quail used to be, I mean, for people who don't know what it is, uh, it used to be an ultra-exclusive event, uh, even... 10, 15 years ago, it was like incredibly, it was difficult to get in, even for the public, for the regular public. And now it has opened up a little bit more. But like, as you were saying this morning, Kia was there for a very good reason. Too. Yeah, so we were uh, revealing our new EV6 GT, that's 576 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds, 160 miles an hour top speed. And we went to the Quail, and as you mentioned, the Quail's average household income of an attendee there is over half a million dollars yeah. so people were like what is kia doing there and, and the reason we were there is because we did a zero 60 race against the ferraris and the lamborghinis and the lotuses and the porsches 
and we beat them all. The only one that we didn't beat was the McLaren, and well, it beat us bad, by yeah. a tenth of a second. Yeah, that's, that's really incredible. And that car, the EV6, uh, the regular one, that was the GT, but the regular one is doing really well too. I mean, just starting with the, ad, uh, the, the Super Bowl, as you mentioned, right? Like, it's doing really well. And uh, so tell us more about it. Like, wh how is the sales going and all that with that? Yeah, so um, it went on sale in February, and in the first six months of it being on sales, uh, we had enough interest in sales that it basically made Kia the number two EV seller in the U.S., only behind Tesla. Wow, that's incredible. Um, and so uh, I have to say, the, the, the car is fantastic. Uh, the technology in it is really advanced, uh, like more advanced than most of the other luxury, quote-unquote luxury brands, like because you have technology that I think only some product from the Volkswagen group have, especially the fast charging thing, right? So, and that's one of the main uh, main concerns for, for new customers that will want to drive an electric car, right? Yeah, so the fast charging they mentioned, basically somebody can go from 10% charge to 80% charge in less than 18 minutes with yeah. fast charging. So you don't spend time not driving. You get to where you want to be, just get a quick charge and go. And we also offer options. So it's all-wheel drive or front-wheel drive. You can have um, up to almost 310-mile range. If you don't need that much range, we offer uh, smaller batteries for less expensive that are still about 250 range. So it's a lot of choices for customers. And this is the beginning of the – well, not the beginning because the car that we drove today that we cannot talk about it today, <laughs> but we will soon. Uh, that was the, the – the, the start of the electrification era for Kia, right? Like the Nero. Yeah, so the, so we've been uh, making EVs for over 10 years, um, and Nero is, is the one, and I know you'll talk about Nero and what you experienced today, um, but EV6, now we have Sportage Hybrid, Sportage Plug-in Hybrid, Sorento Hybrid, Sorento Plug-in Hybrid. So we've got choices for customers that are looking to do some sort of electrification, and, and that's what we're hoping that they put us on the list and think about it, whether you want to go just a, a, a hybrid with gas and no plug, whether you want to have a, a gas with a plug-in hybrid, or whether you want to go full EV. We've got the choices. So uh, as I was telling you last night about my neighbor, Diana, she bought a Tesla Model Y. Well, she had an Acura RDX. Her lease expired. And then she wanted to go electric. So I was telling her, like, maybe you want to go plug-in hybrid first and then electric. But no, she went all the way. Well, uh, Tesla Model Y, two months after, she, she hated it. <laughs> and then she went out and she's looking for, for another one. So I think I have convinced her to get the Sportage uh, plug-in hybrid. So we'll see how, how that is. So, and, and that's, that's what's happening now in the industry. Like Tesla used to be like almost the only option years ago. And now you have many, and including, especially with the Nero, now you have the whole spectrum of the transition from gas to electricity, right? Yeah, so we've now got four different choices, um, and within each of those choices, there's multiple options. Um, so we're, we're trying to make it easier. So if you if you need a, a big SUV, get get the three-row Sorento, yeah. and you can get it a PHEV or HEV. If you need a smaller one, then you can choose either the Nero or the Sportage. And then if you just want something that's a, a little bit more, we call CUV, the EV6. So a, what based on what your needs are, We've got an electrified choice for you. And what you have announced already, and we saw the prototype, when was it, in LA, I think, last year? We saw the EV9? Yes, so we, we've uh, talked the about the, the EV9 three-row SUV, all electric, um, will come in the second half of 2023. So that'll be an, another addition to our electrified lineup. Yeah. 
uh, with all the electric cars, you also have a deal with, uh, what is it, Electrify America? Or yes. Yeah? So what, basically, what does that include? So for, depending on the, the model, we, we're trying to get people to start up, um, you know, not worrying about if they don't charge at home or if they're on the road, you know, where am I going to go charge? So we give them a, a credit depending on the, the model so that, you know, the first 1,000 miles or 2,000 miles worth of, of charge is, is on us. Yeah. And uh, that's that's one of the of, of the main concerns for a lot of people. I think the infrastructure part of it. I mean, now that the technology is getting better, especially with the fast charging part of it, I think that the, the, the range anxiety is still a kind of a thing. But like, what can you say more about to convince people? Like Diana, for example, my neighbor. She goes from Miami to Orlando, which is roughly 250 miles, which is like the the edge of the range that we have in some cars, some others have like 300 and more, but like that still make people uncomfortable. So what can you, what would you say to people to convince them even more to get into the electric cars? Again, everything's about choices. So let's start with, um, are you gonna be able to put a, a charging station um, in your garage or in your home? And if you do, that, that's the easiest thing. That's about 70% of the people that are yeah. buying our cars are doing that. And then you don't worry about where you're going to go charge. It's a, you just do your route and you know the mileage limit of, of your vehicle without having to stop and charge. But your, your example, if somebody's got 250 miles and they had a 300-mile range and they get a little uncomfortable, then you say, okay, wherever you're going, make it so that you find a charging, a fast charging, charge up for an extra 50, 70 miles in like 5 or 10 minutes, do your business that you're doing, and then you'll be able to make it home. That's what most people are using EVs for. They're not looking for road trips. They're yeah. looking for how I get around. The average person is doing 50 to 75 miles round trip a day. 300 is more than enough. Um, your example is an extreme. It's doable. Yeah, no, it's doable, of course. I mean, you can go so, cross so, country, but so, you have to plan and you have to change your mindset about it, right? So then I would suggest if, if that's on the edge of, of somebody's comfort factor, then, then do a plug-in hybrid or do a, a hybrid where the range is up to five, 600 miles. Yeah. So um, the other thing about the other side of the business, I guess, like the IC cars still going very, very popular, but I think, did you, are you discontinuing the Stinger? Um, so as of right now, we're still selling Stinger. Oh, okay. So that one's Good. still there. <laughs> so that that's still 364 horsepower twin turbo, um, all wheel drive options still available. Um, and we just uh, increased our production of our three-row Telluride SUV. Um, so we're going to have more of those out there. That's doing very well. So, so we, yeah, we've got a dual-track strategy of both uh, gasoline engines as well as electrified engines. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been announcement from different governments, different states, like the U.S. and other countries in Europe and all that, like cars are going to be gone by 2035. I think, I don't know what you can share. Obviously, you cannot share, like, further plans, but... Uh, we are in a moment where you're making the best of both, right, of both sides, with the technology available today for electricity. Yes, so we are, I've already said that by 2027, we'll have 14 um, global uh, electrified vehicles. So those choices. So we're, we're doing that. And as we see how people adopt um, on the curve as far as whether it's fast or slow into that side, we'll still offer gas engines. And at some point in time, if, if it goes to the majority of people are wanting some sort of electrified, then your question about do we still sell Singer? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, we'll figure that out at that yeah, point. Yeah, it depends how the market goes under yes. the sales. So the, the Nero is a good example of that because this one is based on the current platform, not on the dedicated EV platform, right? So that's an example of 
how you adapt to what the market is demanding at the moment. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about our eGMP platform that the EV6 is on and that the EV9 will be on, yeah. that is specifically dedicated for EVs only. But because Nero offers both hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and EV, it's on what we call the K3 platform. It's a brand new platform, um, and it allows the flexibility of the different drivetrains. Yeah. And uh, this one is going to be sell 50 states immediately because some other companies launch car electric cars in specific states and uh, it's kind of difficult for some consumers because they want it and they can get them so what's the plan for the, at least for the Nero? Yeah so we, we want everyone to have the opportunity to own a Nero so it is available at all 750 plus of our dealers um, the HEV is arriving as we speak um, the plug-in hybrid and the EV will be arriving shortly thereafter um, so in your market, if there's a Kia dealer, they'll be able to sell you that. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time and uh, for um, the opportunity to drive the Nero again. We're going to review it in, in depth uh, later on. And I think they should change your, your title officially to Genia, <laughs> or maybe for the team. I don't know, because that's a pretty cool award. I mean, some awards are like Car of the Year, like which is cool, but when you get a, the genius name, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, no? Well, I, I'm, I'm very, like I said, proud of it. I mean, you know, I, I just am able to recognize some good ideas that the team comes up with yeah. and try to find ways to make those happen, and uh, they did a great job um, over the last year, and I, I thank the Brand Week and Ad Week for recognizing us. Excellent. Well, thank you very much again, and uh, we'll be back soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. So you both have driven Kias, maybe not the Nero, but uh, what, what do you think of, of Kia success, Carl? Well, I think it reflects um, a lot of brilliant moves by the company over the last 15 years, you know, whether it's hiring uh, German uh, designers to make the exterior of the cars beautiful or focusing on what they know Americans want in terms of driving dynamics, you know, a lot of nice low-end torque that those cars can offer. Of course, they've got the great warranty that both them and their uh, sister brand Hyundai offer. And uh, some really fun vehicles like Stingers, but also hugely successful, widely loved vehicles like Tellurides and the Kia Soul, which we actually have one. I bought one, a certified used one a couple of years ago, uh, has been kind of the bread and butter for that brand for uh, like oh, 15 years one. now. I mean, that, that car has just really resonated with people because it's got such good, you know, bang for the buck in terms of flexibility and value. So, you know, everything from their, you know, uh, um, consumer feedback scores, you know, how they're, how they're, how they're doing on things like JD power and consumer reports to how they're doing on resale value. Um, they're, that brand is doing extremely well. And I think plenty of other brands that are much younger in this market are sorry, much older in this market, probably look, look enviously at them and are like, <laughs> yeah, man, what's going sure on? How come these guys have completely passed us up on every level? So. Yeah. I, I love the Kia Nero. We had a 20, two in our driveway and uh to drive for the week and i really liked it and then when i got an opportunity in march to see the 23 everything other than driving it i was impressed with the new design i think kia is really killing it. i agree with carl kia hyundai genesis they they see what's wrong with the market they see what people want and they're delivering that with a long warranty they're getting better and better all the time so they get a lot of props yeah, and i guess that uh, award as a genius marketer is deserved it so well, nice talking yeah, to you guys, absolutely. and I hope to see you soon. So, Lauren? Yeah, I hopefully I'll see you soon. I'm off to Toyota Crown and a couple other events. I'm sure I'll see Carl as well for the Noctoy Drive, since we're all North American Car and Truck of the Year jurors. We'll have our comparison drive in October. And if you want to follow more on Carl Brower, he's literally everywhere. 
at Carl Brower with a K. You can find Javier Mota at Javier Mota. He's on YouTube. He's everywhere on social media. Javier, you're literally everywhere too, except you go around the world. And I can be found at Lauren Fix. Make sure to like and subscribe. Share the podcast with your friends. We have a lot of really cool interviews and we'd love to have you join us. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.